It is the Sweat Equity Podcast coming to you from Cigar City Studios, podcast studio in the Toco Works office. I'm your host, Law Smith. Uh, I am a comedian. I own Tokobaga Consulting. I do a lot of nerd work. Um, before I bring in our guest that's slamming a uh, NOS energy drink, it's so gross. Um, I can't judge because I have Pedialyte next to me, but uh, before I bring you in, um, I know you're excited, but we got to plug uh, the Laughable app. Go download the Laughable app. We're on it. Uh, the deal with Laughable is the iTunes app isn't that great. Um, it, it'll get you by, and it's it's hard to change behavior, but the Laughable app, if you tag me or you tag our guest, Dan Whalen, and he shows up on another podcast, it'll let you know. So. The idea, I think it started for comedians to follow comedians on other podcasts while they're hopping around. Uh, Jim Norton's plugging his special right now, so he's doing a bunch of press. I love listening to Jim Norton talk about all the S&M stuff he does. I think it's really interesting and how honest he is. So I want to hear him on other podcasts. So I uh, heard him on Rogan, and then, boom, he was on Corolla, and it, boop, gave me a little, hey, you did this one over here. Check that one out. So uh, laughable the app is called Laughable. It's on iTunes uh, store, the Apple store to get it. And then uh, I believe it's on Android as well. And yeah, man, I think you can review us on there too. Is it free? It's free. Oh, is it free? It's free. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not, a, it's, it's, it's not a freemium app where you buy the app for free and then they're like, hey, you want all these ads out of here? I mean, it may get that way. I don't know. The guy's got to make money. The guy's got to make money somehow. Um, so that voice you're hearing, that sultry, uh, that, that sultry kind of almost white Morgan Freeman like voice you're hearing is, uh, Dan Whalen back on the podcast. You feel good. Do you feel healthy? After that compliment? Yeah. That. White Morgan Freeman. What more do I have to do? I don't know, man. I should just go into people's, uh, eulogies and just, r- just riff, uh, compliments and just see what happens. Oh, we do know one. All denominations, too. Um, so we were like, all right, we popped your cherry on the last episode that you were on. And so you're like, got to come back. Uh, like, basically, you're like, it can be Rocky 3 or Rocky 4, just not Rocky 2 or 5. I'm good with Rocky 4. Rocky 4 would be a huge I win. I guess 2 he won and 1 he didn't, right? But just, uh, let's just say, it, oh, na- never Rocky 5. Oh, I'm going just the character. So I'm Balboa. It, in in this bad metaphor, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, with respect to America, you're more of a Klitschko, really. Exactly. Yeah. Mhm. Except he's only five eleven in real life, I believe. Klitschko? Yeah. Both of them? No, wait, no. Lundgren, who played Klitschko, mm. he might be taller. No, Klitschko twins are current boxers. I'm I'm jumping around. You're, uh, I'm. And then Drago uh, is Dolph Lundgren, uh, and he, yeah, he's like Which not that, not as big, no. but next to Stallone, pretty tall. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to come back. I was like, what, what, what are we gonna throw out there? And you're like, let's talk about kind of uh, employee path or employee employee kind of training or career path or any of that. Is that did you read the extra 2% I gave you yet? Development. 
development, employee development. That sounds better. Yeah, I like that better. Yeah, if people don't use Slack, they're they're being kind of dumb, really. Uh, in intra communication app, but yeah, yeah. I mean, utilize it the way you need to. I just started looking at um, some automated tools like Zapier and IFTTT, which we'll start Im implementing a little bit more. So to help that quality control of online comments, we can have it automated. So it has it throws it in a Slack channel you and I can see. And we can get on it quicker. Right. I yeah, I'm I'm trying to really work on that so I'm, I'm not sure glue. The likelihood of the inappropriate comments is probably increasing after the hours of nine PM or so. Yeah. Well, I mean there's stuff you can do. You can put filters on or you can accept uh, comments on a lot of the social media stuff that's kinda like Facebook or LinkedIn. You can let it just chill there but you're not getting the value out of it. So it's a, it's a philosophical debate. I figure if you have enough people that are watching it sometimes, uh, you can get on it. And look, I think other people understand that you can't, small businesses especially can't monitor that stuff all the time. Um, but you can put some filters on there. Real, real fun stuff. I hope people are still with us. Um, <laughs> uh, I might have to get a beer halfway through this thing, but no, right there, man. Oh, yeah. Someone left Mickey's in my fridge uh, doing another podcast in here. <laughs> yeah. That brings you back to high school, I guess, for me. Um, I think it started in Boston, right? You're a Boston guy? Yeah, that's all the same. Kind of. Really. You know? Yeah. It, but it's it's spread out. It's it's mashed out, because Boston's not really from. I've only been there once, but I know so many people that live there. I know a lot of comedians that came out of there. It's kind of like a. It's not. You think it's a bigger city, but it's really mashed out and pushed out into those su suburbs. Yeah. Uh, employee development. What what was catching your eye about that? Would you uh would you want to scat about? Well, it is like the secret cost, right? So I tell everybody, like, human capital, all right? That's the douchey term for it. But human capital is like the most expensive cost you have running a business most of the time. Unless you have, no, by far, for the most part. Well, unless you're, Whatever. unless you're a product that, you know, just is made. Even then, like, I was going to say made in China and just kind of. Yeah, because you got to have a quality control guy over there you trust. That's the deal when you manufacture over there. Like, they, they will rip you. Like, it's crazy. It's like the Wild West over there as far as, like, uh, no regulation on some stuff. So you have to have, like, a trusted guy over there. And then you got to have a trusted guy over here that's doing the importing part, from my understanding, after working with uh, working for a small air purifier company for a couple of years. That was what I was told. And then my uh, design buddy, furniture design friend. Uh, corroborated. Corroborated? Yeah, I think that's what. Um, um uh, tough. It, it, it was actually the mismanagement of everybody there. Uh, 
you know, ask them, they may say something different. Like, uh, that, I don't know. It's, it's weird. They had a lot of family members working for them, which is, uh, which is sweet when you're like the only white dude and everybody's speaking Mandarin around you. Uh, and then they're like, what? Hmm? What? Oh, we weren't, no, we weren't talking about you. Don't worry about that. And it's like, uh, okay, whatever. Uh, no, um, human capital. So it's like people go, people think they know how to manage people, which I think is insane. It's kind of how I get the conversation. Like everybody has a good, everybody has the best taste in music. Or everybody has a good sense of humor, right? People think this stuff's like native to them, and it's usually not. It's usually some of those things you can work on. And I feel like people default to just no manage, like never learning how to really manage people in a, a, a psychological way, but also like a planning kind of way. Um, it's just weird how people think that because you own a business you just can graph on like, Oh yeah, I know how to, I know how to lead a team. Are you, are you dealing with that or have you dealt with that? Me personally? Yeah. No. Uh, the other person in the room. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, did you mean like, uh, all right. The employee or the employer? Either way. Either way. Most people have had it as the employee. You're talking about if I've had a incompetent loser. Yeah. You can hold you can hold that like a rapper if you want. You don't have I, to put I, it in the stand. Well, it's not so you oh, you, you got to do it like this. Extender. Now you got it flaccid. <laughs> it's it's good pod. <laughs> we're all, we're yeah. All no, yes. Um, I found that what worked best for me, um, with respect to the leaders that I had grown underneath, was obviously. Depending upon my personality type, which they saw, the smart ones picked up on it, um, and I, I, I flourish through a lot of autonomy, and so the autonomy aspect of things definitely took me to the next level because I felt like I had more influence. I was, I was critical to the operation, <coughs> and so. Like what? Like give it. Do you have an example or? Just kind of making things a little bit. Streamline. Not that, but but giving people a little bit more rope than they really deserve. So, like for instance, in in my operation, you know, my crew manager, I could be ruling with an iron fist, but I sort of take a back seat to him when it comes to communicating with the crew in terms of the chain of command to give him more appear to have more authority than he really does for the betterment of his development and to have him uh, dealing with an easier time. Um, yeah. With respect to his crew. So, meaning. I, I always call that the push-pull manager. Are you a push manager or a pull manager? We've all had the push. We've had the guys that are dicks, right? right. The guys that are micromanage a lot. Or um, th- uh, the ones that drive you really crazy are the ones that give you a lot of, uh, give you a lot of leash and then, and then freak out when yeah. it's not the way they want it. Mm-hmm. Right. And to me, that, that shows bad character. It shows uh, That shows a lot of like um, – poor planning uh again but it's like they've never had to deal with people i think like i always talk to people we have a waiting list of people that want to work here which is great that's what i want that was my goal and uh and there's a lot of there's a lot of potential openings in the near future so if anybody wants to send a resume has an idea what they want to do that's t-o-c-o-w-o-r-k-s.com well you've 
while, while you fiddle with this mic stand, man, this is giving you trouble. I feel bad. Uh, we have a we have a backup over there, but um, my thing is, I want to be a a pull manager. Where I, I'd like to go. You know how how can we make this better for you? It's harder. It, it take you have to be more. It's like proactive thoughtfulness. Like it's like trying to be nice when you don't want to be nice, kind of thing. Where you have to go. How do how can we make this better? Not that they're not doing the job correctly, which I think is the push way of thinking. And I think uh, when I have a lot of people that say, hey, how can I work with y'all now or in the future or whatever, I just go, what do you like to do? Because I want to put you on the things you want to do. There's going to be a lot of stuff you don't want to as an employee but or a future employee or whatever. Um, but I'm going to play you to your strength and then kind of give you skills outside of that. Um, I feel like there's not a lot of people. Have you had any bosses like that? Have you had – are you that boss? I don't think I'm that boss. I hope I'm not that boss. As far as like helping them, or as far as like, uh, are you the push or are you the pull? I'm more pull. Uh huh. More pull than anything. I want them to figure it out as they go, uh, reach that moment of clarity that oh, this is how I do this works, and this is how this doesn't work. Uh, work. But um, I'm not afraid to let them make a few mistakes. You know, I think there's a lot of value in that. And me knowing that they're about to make a mistake and still letting them do that. Yeah. And then bringing them up and say, hey, this is, this is why this happened. This is why you got the reaction that you did um, moving forward. Why don't we take this approach here? This is this is the way this guy's wired. This is, you can't come at him this this way. Yep. And so, um, so try, to, try to be as calculated as possible and try to stay two, three steps ahead um, of the process. Yeah, I mean, so uh, I was talking to someone this week. I don't know if it was us talking one morning, but uh, football coaches, right? I always love the guys that yell and go crazy for entertainment value. But on a management value, you know, I only want to see um, a, a Tony Dungy type, right? right? Super quiet, gets things done behind the scenes. You can't tell if he's flustered or not. It makes you, it drives you nuts as a fan, but – at the same time, he was the guy that was always kind of, you got to stay even keeled. You have to lead by example. If you lose your shit, everybody else is going to lose their shit. Um, and let me make sure. Yeah. Your mic, I may have to geek your mic up uh, in post there, but <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. I know how to do it. Um, it's coming through on this one. Is as it? Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done it before. Good. Yeah. This is what happens when you let people use the place. And I go, exactly the way you left it. Make your adjustments. It's all right. You weren't really doing anything the first 20 minutes anyway. Doesn't uh, matter. No. Uh, but uh, that thing of like, don't be a dick. It's not that hard. But you get more out of it as a manager when you're kind of really given a career path or giving like even a, just a, a quarterly path. Here's what I want you to learn, you know, in these three months. Is that... I don't know. I feel like I've been thinking, I've been kind of not obsessing over this, but using a lot of my, uh, my Ram, my, my brain Ram, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Your hard drive. Um, thinking about this because I think you get to that scale level where we want to grow a lot. It sounds like y'all do too. And it's kind of like, how do we do this? How do I brain dump 
how I want someone to approach creating a brand for someone. You know, that's a really hard thing to articulate. So I've been trying to work on that. Um, I think let let's go back to the Dungey reference. Sure. Real quick, because I do. That's kind of hits the nail on the head with what me personally, as far as evolving as a leader or a manager or business operator, what have you, the biggest step that I made was being able to put together a objective, detached, um, consistent attitude day in and day out, regardless of what's going on. Mm. There's so much value in that. And it's so overlooked because so many managers will wear their heart on their sleeve and, when shit hits the fan, oh my God, all of a sudden he was just cutting up with me. Now he wants to fire me. You know, it's that that is not going to keep your employees in a good place. Right. And so that's something that we will preach as we onboard these people. Look, the biggest thing that we can get from you, the most valuable thing that we can get from you is the same attitude day in and day out. Yeah. You are who you are. So figure out what that looks like and bring it to work every single day. That's a really tough one too. It's so hard. Yeah, it's it's tough. I, I definitely struggle with that. Uh, having the consistency of your attitude is weird. It's also weird, like I also told someone, I, I had a subcontractor in here and I was like, you're bumming me out, man. You can't like, I look fake positive energy or don't be here. Cause it, I, I, I'm already gonna be hard on myself so I don't need someone else that's a bummer that I'm walking, I don't need you to be a cheerleader. You know, that's neat if you're excited about what we're doing, but right. if you're just doing it and you're doing it because you have to, and, uh, and you're bringing me down into your shitty mood, I'm like, just don't, just don't ever come back in here. That energy is and he hasn't come cancerous. Back. He hasn't come back since. I don't, I don't see him. No. Unless uh, he's in the bathroom. Well, uh, his fingerprint don't work on the, <laughs> on the door knob anymore. So good. that's how I do it. I do it with lasers. No, um, I, I feel like that mood and consistency will mess you up. If you have someone that's not, I think we use bipolar a little bit too loosely loosely these days, but I'd say someone that just peaks and valleys uh, emotionally is, is terrible. And honestly, I'd say more dudes I know are like that than women. I know that was sounding 100%. like you're setting up to say females, but... <laughs> but I was I I think guys are don't know how to control anger a lot of the time and maybe maybe here is the sexist part maybe more females are more accommodating in a lot of ways because there's a lot more empathy I feel like with a lot of a lot of women I don't know it in could the, be in the workplace half of that's just being conscious about it just be having the awareness that okay this is something I do and this is causing me problems i.e. this guy is telling me hey dude get your shit together right. And then next time, when you realize you're going down that road, you're starting to think that way. Holy shit! Let me rein myself in, and then make the adjustments. A lot of people can't do that. It's it's kind of my beef with spatial awareness and how people don't have it at the uh, use Southwest. of space and time. Spa yep. Southwest flight, right? If you <laughs> if you work on Southwest as a as a uh, what are we we can't call them flight attendants. What are they called now? Um, Concierge. I don't know. No airline associates. Sure. <laughs> I really yeah. don't know. Um, but I was like, at a certain point, if your butt is too big to go down the aisle straight forward, uh, I don't know what that ADA requirement is. 
I know a door's 36 inches if you build a place. But the plane, literally, I've seen so many flight attendants where the both hips, guys and girls, both hips are hitting everybody and waking them up as they're well, going Well, and down. you have the element of the bag, too. Yeah. Where's yeah. that supposed I mean, do you twist it in front? Or what do you do? What do you, I mean, have you got a, the satchel, the little Indiana Jones messenger bag? Or it's, it, or they come by with the, the basket of stuff, and you're like, oh, sweet. And they then they charge you. And you're like, really? or, or the kid. Or the kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like spatial awareness. No. Um, I just wanted to go on tangent about that. But I, there is a lot of things about – did you take any management classes? I know you're a big reader um, mm-hmm. for business books, which is really cool because I feel like I taught myself a lot of stuff in a way. Not a complete autodidact, I think is the real term, but where you teach yourself basically everything. Right. Um but I, th- I, th- I think for that to be pure, you'd have to, like, literally not use YouTube or read a book or any of that. Like, you literally teach yourself all that stuff. Right. Um, but I that's how I learn. I just sat, watch YouTube videos to develop skills. Management-wise, I had some great bosses to l- learn what's good to do and what's bad to do. Right. And I tried to just pluck all the good stuff and really try to not be the bad part. Is that kind of where you're at, or do you have any book recommendations? I think because my previous line of work was heavy on the sales aspect, and not so much me doing it. Um, it was, yeah, gym yeah, in the, in the health and fitness business, but but teaching people how to sell, so understanding the psychology of sales. A lot of that has to do, or a lot of being a successful salesperson is bringing the same package each and every time and not coming across like you're putting on a big performance. <laughs> so <laughs> cause yeah. that just doesn't fly anymore. But also too, when you're selling, you can't be attached to that outcome. You can't, they can't feel the customer can't feel that you need that sale to take place. Oh yeah. They have to feel an indifference that you are essentially just an expert, just positioning yourself to help them or yep. solve their problem, provide a solution for what their needs are currently if you go with them, great. If not, no problem as long as the solution gets presented to them and executed. Yeah, and when, when you're really broke and you have to do that, that's really, that's a tough. That's tough. That is that's the tough. act. Yeah. That, the act is, it's like the prestige where the, the two magicians love that one guy who could put a fishbowl mm-hmm. between his legs. But oh, the yeah. real trick is him just walking around with a fake the prestige. limp. prestige. Yeah. It's a oh, very underrated movie. I, I don't know how many times it's been referenced. On, the, the on any podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, definitely on this one a few times. But the the magic trick from that magician was that he walked around with a, f- with a bad limp so he could do one trick, mm-hmm. which was a fishbowl. He basically did his whole act with a fishbowl underneath like a dress mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, a sari kind of deal. But that's kind of the same thing where like there's so many people in that sales area that or like I gotta fucking close. I gotta do it. It's the, it's the guy in uh, uh, Glenn Gary Glenn, Glenn Ross, Ross. Yeah, old Gil. Mm-hmm. That's the one they call him on The Simpsons, where it's like Gil's got to get a sale yep. today, like um, or, or, or I can't go home kind of thing. So you have to make sure you're not Jack Lemon in that, right? And um, or, or Biff Loman, Death of a Salesman. I've never seen that. It's a book, great book, old school. It's a play too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
and you have to appear like just even-handed, calm. But you're right. Detach yourself if you can't really do that mm-hmm. a little bit. And another thing he said that's really good is that it kind of just is what it is eventually. Um, and it's not life or death. That's another thing you got to learn while trying to do business development and sales. It's like you'll get it or you won't, and you just keep on going right? no matter what. Um, where was I going to go with this? One more point yeah. to that. Pick it up, man. Bullet. Take the ball. Yeah. I'm picking it up. I'm going to the end zone with this one. Mm-hmm. But something my mom, shout out to mom. Oh, what up, mom? What up, mom? Love you. Um. When she was teaching me driving, Mm -hmm. when she was teaching me how to drive, she emphasized, okay, people are insane. And so what I need you to do when you're behind the wheel is expect people to be idiots. Expect them to drive across the the opposite lane and run into your car. Expect that to happen. Yeah. Be prepared for that. Obviously, defensive driving, whatever. But that goes into the same token as... Managing your attitude on the job, take those things in stride, you know, conflict, engage in it. It's going to happen. So just expect it to happen. Be ready. Yeah. And don't avoid it either. Don't avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. Get excited. Even as a manager, you don't want to do some conflict where you're like, I've I've been conscious of working on that since we started this firm because it's like, you can't put off these things because it ends up fucking everybody basically. But it's like. Uh, I don't really want to open this email or deal with this or call this person up. Or, I've done it. It's the worst. It's a, I do not recommend that. But it's a reps thing, right? Eventually, you get you don't care. Like it doesn't phase you because you already now you have the reps to go. Oh, okay. This is how people are. Right. So someone doesn't show up a few times. Thus, you. thus is your learning curve for right. any position. And, job you, or and whatever. you know that can be a potential thing, but it's weird how you have to, st- it has to happen for you to really kind of be able to deal with it. Like you can shadow as many people as you want. If that employee doesn't show up, that first time is going to suck. Right. When you're going to go, hey, you're fired. Um, don't kill me later. Right. But, but that's not the way to do it. It's always like, look, here's, here's the math of it. You didn't show up for three days in a row. Uh, I saw pictures on facebook that <laughs> you were at uh senior frogs doing tequila shot senior Frogs. is that what it's called yeah 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 yeah, yeah. is uh, there one around here no no i, I didn't think so you went to puerto rico uh cancun old town or yeah or cancun old town um and you went to senior frogs i could see it and i was gonna fire you before that anyway but now i, now I have evidence because you got to get all legal sometimes but um sometimes not not you don't want to no one wants to nobody wants to get in the courtroom but um what so anything else mama mama whalen uh mama oh geez that's that's a, that's a can of worms right there yeah that's can she call in <laughs> on one of your two i would i would phones? love that a lot of wisdom from that woman but again i think she's holding out all that information for uh for profit so i'm sure she's oh. writing a book right now Oh, okay <laughs> so i can't share too much wow webinar all right mm-hmm. i like it we'll see maybe i can get some behind the scenes action so what um what do you kind of want to work on i guess how about that let's let's kind of shift over to that where unless you have some other kind of stories anecdotes anything you've kind of learned as like being under shitty managers or 
trying to be not a shitty manager currently? That would be, uh, I, I would say, you know, right right now, my biggest thing is making sure that when my guys leave me for whatever reason, either they're, you know, going up in the organization or they're uh, moving laterally for better accommodations or they're going onward and upward to, you know, uh, better their careers. I want to make sure that they leave better than I found them. Ah, camping. Right. Did you say that the other day? Mm, what do you mean? I thought you when you I saw the speech on yesterday I saw. I did reference that in my eight minute BNI presentation. Yeah, so that's yes. a cam- it's a camping thing. We we say it too treat people the way as as good on the way in as you do on the way out, right? So, um, but that's what you do at the campsite too, which fits our brand world stuff. But oh, there, there's the cool. logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're watching on video, which I, I don't know why you would, but. <laughs> People like to do it. Beautiful faces right here. Um, yeah. Sweatshirts. My, my pale, my <laughs> pale, big great complexion. Face. Um, but <laughs> it it's a camping thing though. You you go to a campsite, you leave it better than when you came in. Right. You never heard that. I hadn't heard that, oh, really? but it makes sense. Oh yeah. That's, no, I mean that's, that's it. That's it. Seems. Um, it's an old Nambla thing. Exactly. No. <laughs> I mean it's. <laughs> it's good to preach. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jared Vogel was my guy. No. Um, <laughs> Yikes. I, was, I don't know if you heard the NAMBLA part I threw out there. Uh, you know what NAMBLA is? Mm-mm. The National Association of Man-Boy <laughs> Love, something like that. Love Children? You, you never heard that? No. South Park did an episode. Oh, uh, I wasn't a South. I was a family guy person. Oh, I like both. That's, that's cool. I'm, I'm bi-cartoon. <laughs> bi-cartoon? Um, bi-animation, whatever. Uh, so, I guess... Picking back up on that point. Every project has an exit. Every business has an exit. Mm -hmm. Every employee should have an exit plan. Now, sometimes it's terminated. Sometimes they leave on their own accord. But I I do believe the same thing. Even if it it does end up um, not in an exit in a not in a way you want it to. Mm -hmm. I still try to be as good as possible. You never know how that that will come around. Right. Uh, and you know, in a decade or something where you, you may need help from that person. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've seriously, I've the a firm I worked for before this. It's, it's weird how, uh, things turned around and now I might be able to use them on subcontracting when I was kind of the dog. Right. Um, so it's, it's weird how that can turn around. Uh, it's not, I'm not going to do the thing of like, be nice to nerds cause they could be Bill Gates because that's like kind of a horrible lesson or horrible kind of wrong, way, wrong way to think about go it. About it but um, uh, tell me about what you think about that exit for for peeps. My, my biggest thing is adding value. So they can they're going to come in there and they're going to have an experience regardless. So why not if we're already there have them make that experience be one of the most pivotal times of their life. You know especially with what I'm dealing with with a bunch of you know college kids for the most part they're still shaping who you're, they are you're an old fuck I am the, yes guys, I'm ancient you're 27 28 I'm 28? no I'm 27 but 27 and you got guys that are 18 <clears throat> to 24 maybe at the tops yeah 
a couple, couple sprinkled in there. But do you, you remember know? the age, how old that is when you I know, I'm age? I'm Mr. Drummond. <laughs> wow. Yes. That's a reference I barely get. Yeah. <laughs> barely. Wow, nice. I'm trying to relate. Yeah, to no, your, no, well, you know? you overshot age, but yeah. <laughs> I'm only five years older than you, but yeah, that's, a, that's like Back, back to the value. Yeah. 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 Value add. Value add. Um, and it helps me too. Um, if I get engaged and I want to pour into them, that's going to make me that much more passionate about what I'm doing and thus be able to provide a better product. So, um, a good, a good lesson, especially when, when we were ramping up and trying to really hone this thing in, um, you know, and you have, you have tough days, obviously. And, you know, a lot of startups go through the same thing where it's like questioning, Oh my God, what am I doing? And whatever. Um, you know, but, uh, old boss of mine, um, you know, gave me a good lesson a while back, but she was saying basically, um, anytime that, you know, it's just nothing's going your way and everything's kind of falling apart or whatever, you know, you're going to have a shitty day regardless. Uh-huh. Make sure that you have one thing, you do at least one thing that you can ha- kind of hang your hat on, you know, for that day. And then it can thus be turned around. And the easiest way to do that is by spending time with your people. And so if you can have one powerful conversation with you know a guy like one of my employees and make a difference in his viewpoints or his outlook on life um and make that kind of impact well then hey it's a good day you yeah. could have you could have everything could have shit could have went all over the place hit the fan left right under whatever um but if you you took the time and you poured into him and and you you know really wow holy shit thanks yeah it's not a bad day yeah i mean um if you really break down the hours uh you're you're most people work most of their life right so it was something it's kind of a conversation i was having with my wife um when we had her family in town and it was like can we not bring can we not talk business stuff and i'm like i don't it's all around like i don't know how not to do that because to me like caring about uh the family the her side of the family's business or what they're doing as far as what company they may uh, work for or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's not, it's not just the math part of it. It, the management side is that empathy, but the empathy and ego. Have I sent you that? Mm -mm. I don't know if I can technically, uh, I'll, I'll I'll preface it. Well, cause it's a Harvard business review case. So I don't want to get sued (laughs) by HBR. Which is actually, they have a lot of good stuff on their site. They try to go a little clickbaity with some of the articles now, but uh, there's still a lot of good resources on there. Pay per read. Mm. Yeah, uh, they, they do a subscription model, but if you clear your cookies in cash, you can just, they'll never be able to track it. So hopefully they're not they, listening. Same with uh, <coughs> any of the business journals in your respective city. Yeah. We're in the Tampa Bay area. They'll let you read like three or five or whatever. If you just clear all that shit out, they, they can't track you. That's a good idea to do anyway. Well, yeah, depending on what you use it for. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, there you go. Yeah, please, you know, clear clear history after I die. Um, <laughs> it won't even make sense. Or I'll, after look like a, after like, I'll look like a murderer. Like, it'll be like, huh? What is he looking up? When you hand the computer over to your wife. No, I just before. have it. I, I've got a chip in me that when I expire, it just implodes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> when I expired, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, can't have that shit out there. You were uh, prepared. Yeah. Um, well, uh, morbidly, when you have a kid, you think about death a lot. It's fucking weird. Yep. I You'll do it do too. Do not look forward to that. 
yeah, it's it's why a lot of people get life insurance, do their will and stuff because you're like, oh, this is almost halftime. State planning in a in a in a weird way. Yeah. Um, I heard it from another comedian. Didn't think about it until we had our kid, and I was like, oh wow, that is strangely narcissistic and morbid at the same time. But uh, what was it talking about? You were going about employee development. <laughs> yeah, I had a. Uh, now I got sidetracked. Um, oh, having the empathy and ego thing. Uh, it. See, I don't even smoke anything, and it's kind of <laughs> like that just sometimes. So. People are like, are you having a stroke? I'm like, oh, I'm <laughs> thinking. I just don't want to say, um. Half my face doesn't work well, right now. <laughs> are you playing freeze tag? Um, so empathy and ego. And it, it, this was for a Harvard Business Review case that was about mainly about sales, right? Kind of like what we were talking about a little bit ago. You need enough empathy to find out needs, to know what's going on, to, to really feel what that – that company or that person has in their shoes and then you need the ego enough to make a deal portray confidence yeah um, or ha- just have it have it yeah, yeah yeah no portraying i mean after a while you should that's a facade yeah yeah because it's not that's not real ego right i guess it can't be but the th- the point is you need to have both sides of those coins to really do to manage as well so you need enough empathy. You can't be best friends with everybody that you hire. No. Um, and it goes vice versa if you're an employee too. Oh, wh- I wonder what he's, why he's doing these changes. And most people do it in a irrational way. Like, fuck this. He's not even thinking about us or he or she is not thinking about us, the manager, the boss or whatever. But if you really sat and thought about it, most of the time a lot of stuff makes sense in a logical way. Like, oh, they're preparing to buy this company, so they're stressed on us. It's a little projection. Mm-hmm. Just take it on the chin, move on. Um, and so I always think of that empathy and ego article. I'll let you read it but not have it because um, uh, I had it in business school, so I had a license for it. But it really – that's kind of how I think about almost everything in business. And same with stand-up. You have to have enough empathy to, like, know you're – you're dope and know like you uh and and see what's going on around you and observe how other people uh get their elbow knocked in the southwest aisle uh, and how the flight attendant's just unaware of it but maybe maybe one of them is and you're trying to see their face whatever it is you're trying to figure out that empathy part but you have to have the ego to go on stage and talk shit that, that's how you break it down yeah <laughs> yeah why not how would you see that well i mean it's different you're going from a comedian standpoint yeah well yeah. Uh, business wise um so in, in the business development side we kind of because egos ego's such a it's a e- broad term you know well how are, how are you looking at it uh con- that confidence way yeah. um and confidence comes with knowing what you're doing so like if you if you have a sales job or you have a management job and you're not you you don't have a lot of reps in the industry or as that position why not read as uh, absorb as much as you can the, and now we live in this era where there's a lot of good free information you have to sift through a lot of bullshit but 
you, you can find almost uh, any business class, you know, for free online or anything to read about how to get better in that area. And so ego is also just that that confidence builds on itself once you really know what you're doing. And if you don't have reps, you need to read about other people getting reps. Have you encountered, um, with your history, have you encountered anything where there was either too much ego or too much empathy and not enough of the other? Oh, all the time, yeah. It, all the time. Because, But you'll question it. That's the other part, too. Was I too light on this side or was I too hard on this side when we were talking? Uh, I'll just use the sales example. But, you know, if someone doesn't sign – because we're a client-heavy company. If someone doesn't sign, maybe I, was, I maybe I didn't really diagnose their needs, or maybe I didn't ask enough questions. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. your questioning and lack empathy. of empathy. Yeah. Uh, or maybe I was just too. I I didn't give them some of the tough love they needed. Is the other side where, you know, um, too much egos. Like the crazy examples. I always feel is like. Uh, uh, boiler room or um or uh, wolf of wall street well, yeah that was yeah. the one i was really trying to think of but yeah boiler really, room's great though too it's underrated but too high pressure you can get to a point where you're so good you can be like look just look at look at empirical evidence but that doesn't mean that person wants to work with you right um so yeah all the time and i i think about this kind of duality uh off business when you're kind of let's say you're in a like a volunteer group or something. It, 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 has, it happens in micro areas too, right? But a lot of people are trying to get something out of someone. Politicians are the worst at this. They have the craziest ego, but they have very little empathy after a while. And I feel like the higher you get on the chain, the bigger the ego. And like it just, you start out with a lot of empathy as like a city council member. Right. And, and little, you know, enough ego to get you there. But then it, that Code whole thing goes all the way up and now it's 90 percent ego and 10 empathy does that make sense absolutely that's a huge point right there so i feel like that happens with athletes that are badasses um uh it's tough to keep those in check but you kind of need both tom brady i feel like has a good mix of it to bring it to your boston area yeah i feel like he still feels like he's not as good as he can be right but he has enough ego to go out there i feel like playing quarterback you gotta you have to have you ha- like that's part of the job right being a pilot you have to have that uh what other alcoholic positions are being a lawyer a trial <laughs> lawyer positions well they talk about lawyer doctor what well they, there's uh alcoholism runs in like a, a lot of specific occupations industries yeah because it has like this like uh uh thrill seeking kind of thing um and they can't shut it off sometimes, so booze helps. Right. That's another podcast for another time. That's a time. whole <laughs> another hour right there. But that thing of like, I don't know, you you don't feel that way? You don't feel like it's broken down kind of like that? No, I mean, I hadn't even thought about it that way um, until you just said it, but that's actually because it <clears throat> it all comes down to what level of insul- influence you're trying to have with whomever that's taking place with. But I'm with, I mean, I'm with you. I mean... Part part of the reason my favorite movie is Big Fish is the ending scene, and I'll cry almost every time I watch it because it's a it's that father son thing. But uh, 
you you on as you're on your way to your your river where you metaphorically mm-hmm. uh he's on his exit um uh, <laughs> you know his offboarding session if we're keeping it in employee keeping it with the with the workplace mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um that you hope everybody around you is like oh this guy added value to my life mm-hmm. uh and that's what i kind of like at that end where it's all the tall tales he's told you know some are fake some are real but every, there's some part that he by him being alive he added something to their life and didn't take away right except for maybe his own family <laughs> which is kind of the lesson of the movie like don't be that guy who's great to everybody and then doesn't pay any attention to your own house true um but that part aside is <laughs> is not so good with his son and and wife part uh you know trying to add value everywhere is kind of how i think about it as well so it's interesting you kind of set it in that way i have to say it in movie references because i can't uh think of a better way to articulate it well basically what i'm what i'm thinking is if if somebody's been with me for more than three months or so and it's he's planning on leaving if i don't feel good about how he's going to fare in the marketplace i didn't do my job yeah i've dropped the ball obviously right whether that be just pure lack of attention to him or it might might have been just lack of investing in myself to be able to have content to push out to these guys and help them continually educate and learn and and all because that's half the battle you have to stay learning yourself you have to stay curious yeah by curious and yeah it's uh, <laughs> by cartoon <laughs> curious sure. but it's uh it's one of those things where that's what we need to put in our slack group is like a resources channel so if sharing information like that's really valuable and i and i know y'all's company talks about you know trying to get a lot of business value and learning a lot about business by doing and by being around it and learning from guys like you and higher up uh, in the whole kind of system. But it's one of those things where, um, you know, just having that Slack channel of like, hey, I found this article, thinking about y'all, send it over. Well, I sent something into that thing yeah, I sent you yesterday, the, yeah, the yeah. online ads little podcast. So these guys are freaking. Yeah, that's great. Because yeah. you're like, hey, I was thinking about you, thought about this, right. download that, and uh, I've got it subscribed and ready to go Boom. when I start doing housework. Mm-hmm. Yep. Only 10-minute episodes. How about that? That's when I listen to... Turn and burn. A lot of podcasts. Got to do baby stuff. Uh, I pod it up when I cook. That's, yeah. That's actually my favorite time to pod. He cooks. He cleans. Ladies of the Tampa Bay area. I mean, Jesus. And he's got 27-inch pythons. Woo! <laughs> Nature boy. Diameter? Uh, Circumference? I don't know. I don't even know if that's big. Combined. Uh, we've talked for about 50, man. Um, yeah. and I, speaking of my son and not being Spe- a shitty speaking dad. Speaking of having to pick him up. I got to go pick up my 23 pound, uh, six. 23 old. pounds, six ounce, six. newborn infant mm-hmm. anything, trip. Anything else you got? Mm, not, uh, entirely. Appreciate you having me. And, uh, yeah. any of you, uh, fine Tampanians, uh, out there or Wesley Chaplins in need of uh, moving services, junk removal services, labor services, packing, or just a friendly smile and someone to play checkers with, hire college hunks. Wow. That's an interesting plug on a podcast. It's fine. (laughs) Hyper-localized. Hyper-localized. All right, man. Thanks.